Hello everybody, Matt Hartman here with another episode of the Brace Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning me in the mobile studio and hopefully I'm not behind any more school buses. Um, We're here, we are jam-packed this week uh, as we did not do an episode last week. So we're going to try to jam in two weeks worth of racing right here. Um, Starting with... Portland, Oregon last week, which saw Cole Custer pick up his first Xfinity win series, series win of the season, um, picking up on a late race restart, uh, which saw a contact from Kyle Larson and Sheldon Green and Parker Kligerman going in to the first turn there, let um, Custer go from fourth to first on that final green-white checker. Then we had the IndyCar series in downtown Detroit making their return to the heart of the Motor City. And Alex Pillow picks up the win there, um, continuing his dominance um, from the week prior at Indy, where the pit road mishap uh, cost, basically cost him the win. Willpower finished second, but Willpower picks up a new best friend in uh, rap icon and pop culture uh, icon Flava Flav who is sitting in Will's pit box and cheering him on the entire race. Um, then we go to Gateway, or Worldwide Technology Speedway, with, uh, a Saturday and Sunday race there. The trucks raced on Saturday, which saw Grant Infinger pick up his second win of the season after late race, uh, right race scuffle between Ty Majeski and Zane Smith. Uh, this is good for Grant, and we'll have a little bit more news on Grant here in a moments. And on the cup side, we would see lightning strikes, internet go out, brake rotors exploding, uh, red flag for the wall being fixed. Um, but at the end, in this marathon session for Gateway, Kyle Bush picks up his third win of the season, uh, 12 years to the day after being headlocked by his now current uh, team owner, after a, a, uh, an incident in the truck series. It's good to know that 12 years later they could be winning races together as a team. Um, but we have all that. We have... Um, that was last weekend. This past weekend we had Sonoma where the Xfinity series made their debut. Uh, what would looked like it would go to the Kyle Larson Invitational. Uh, late in the race becomes Eric Amarola's big chance, and Amarola cashes in double A, uh, picks up his first Xfinity Series and win in quite a while. Um, gets that W for RSS Racing, Ryan Seek's team. And this is good. This is uh, the second time in a couple of years that a Stuart Haas driver has actually helped give a um, 
a family-owned team, a, a their first ever win last year was Cole Custer at Auto Club getting a win for SS Greenlight Racing, the Bobby Dodder team, and now it's Ryan Sieg's team, the Sieg family, and um, yeah, this is this is a great win, and I know this that 28 car has got a got some interesting names going into the seat. One in particular we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, but on the cop side, we would see Martin Truex Jr. Um, in dominant fashion win, pick up his second win of the season. And he's starting to get hot. Uh, he won at Dover, he won here. Um, that 19 car is starting to come alive after being pretty much DOA all last year. Uh, so that, that's, that's a great thing. Um, he now finds himself tied f atop the points leaderboard, but also tied for the second most wins in um, the Cup Series at this junction this year. Um, he's tied with Kyle Larson, uh, but still at the top are Kyle Busch and William Byron having really strong seasons. So, um, let's get down to the news. Alright, first off, um, we had Le Mans this weekend. I don't put it in with the racing results because I have not seen any of the 24 hours of Le Mans, unfortunately. Um, I had stuff come up and I did watch a couple of, I did watch part of both races at Sonoma this weekend, but I did not watch all, you know, like I said, stuff came up, um, and, uh, very impressed with what Garage 56 did, the, um, the NASCAR entry, um, via both, uh, the sanctioning body and Hendrick Motorsports, which provided the equipment and everything else, um, they finished 39th in the field. A Roger Penske Porsche that won the overall event, but they finished 39th. Uh, their goal was to go to Le Mans, and uh, where they did not have a traditional class, they were kind of an exhibition class. Uh, they didn't have anybody really beating their class, so their goal was to go out there, um, race, and try to make it the entire 24 hours. And make it the entire 24 hours, they did. Uh, they did finish seven laps down, I believe, eight laps down, um, due to a transmission swap. Um, and what they said that they covered, uh, this uh, Garage 56 car covered what is the equivalent of seven cup races uh, with this motor and this car. Um, obviously not the tires and the driver, but um, it was the equivalent of seven cup races. So they put this thing through the ringer. Um, this is, there's a reason why this is the world's most famous endurance race. Um, and I really am excited for what might happen with uh, NASCAR and all that. And it was great to see at the end when they that 24 hours was over, then Garage 56 car crossed the start-finish line, seeing Rick Hendrick and Jeff Gordon from Hendrick Motorsports, along with Jim France and Mike Helton, two of the 
huge names in NASCAR there at Le Mans congratulating each other because this is a big day for the sport of NASCAR on a worldwide scale. Coming back to compete at Le Mans, um, they did it a little bit in the 70s, most notably with um, some of the Ford cars like uh, the Wood Brothers and Juni Dunleavy. Um, but as far as the overall sanctioning body going all in on something like this, uh, this is a huge, huge step. So um, we have that. We have um, all that. Now let's get to the news. All right. First off, drivers are already talking about Chicago, which is going to happen in a couple of weeks the Chicago street course. Uh, drivers have tried it on iRacing. They're not real fond of it. Uh, thinking that maybe some modifications need to be made before the race. Um, hopefully that'll happen because I, I don't think that this is a good idea. As I said, if we're going to do a road, if we're going to do a street course, do it at Long Beach. Uh, kill two birds with one stone. It's already preset. Uh, stock cars have run on it before. Um, and you stay in that Southern California market. But it may not matter because there is talks of Circuit Giles Villeneuve coming back to NASCAR. Uh, and as soon as 2024, uh, the circuit in Montreal, which is used for F1, uh, was a longtime home for the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series. Um, prior to the pandemic, um, made some great racing, amazing racing there. Um, there is the possibility of even moving a cup race up there. Uh, I think that this is what probably would be the best thing. Um, I'm not a fan of stock cars on a lot of uh, road courses. I do like Sonoma. And I do definitely like Watkins Glen, but, you know, I think we got oversaturated with them. And, um, while I didn't mind Road, of, Road America, I felt it was a little too long for some of these cars. Works for the Xfinity, I guess, so I guess it works for Cup. But, um, we had all those. We had Mo Sport uh, in the trucks. And we, we just, we just been going everywhere with Road Course crazy. And I, I actually think, you know, possibly dropping one of our robots or road courses in putting uh, this on the schedule because I think this is a great race. The fans loved it. Um, it always put on some excitement and it gets a little bit of that international flair as the last time NASCAR had actually run a Cup Series, a officially sanctioned points paying race for NASCAR. I'm not talking about the exhibition races in Japan. I'm not talking about um, NASCAR's little uh, Australian excursion. I'm talking the last time we actually had a legitimate points playing race um, anywhere international was in 1958 at um, Exhibition Place in Toronto. I think if we're going to go international once again, Canada 
and Cirque Villeneuve are the place to do it because I think that this track is absolutely the best road course uh, in North America. I, I, I'd actually put this up as better than uh, Cirque of the Americas and better than, I, I might even say better than um, Sonoma. Sears Point, whatever you want to call it, I think that this is that good a track. Obviously, I'm not going to put it above Watkins Glen just because of the history of Watkins Glen, but I think Montreal is a great place. Um, and hopefully it would bump Chicago off the circuit. Um, but I know one person who is um, excited for Chicago, and it is a driver who is making their return to NASCAR, and that is Brent Sherman. Yes, the former uh, NASCAR Cup and Xfinity and Arca Series driver, along with being a former um, member of the U.S. Air Force, will be returning back behind the wheel. Uh, he will be driving the number 28 car for RSS Racing, the same car that and team that Eric Amarola won in here at Sonoma. He will be running that car. Uh, Brent Sherman, who is most known for driving the Sealy Postrapedic cars uh, during his racing tenure in the sport, uh, will probably be returning, uh, even though it hasn't been made official, probably be returning with Serta uh, as the sponsor. So hopefully we'll be counting sheep with his um, car at the track and not in the proverbial sleepy way, but in the literal way. Hopefully the the numbered sheep will be making a return back at Chicago. Um, other news, Grant Infinger, who picked up the win at uh, Gateway last week, was tapped to make his Cup Series debut at Sonoma. Um, in the number 42 car for Legacy Motor Group, as Grant filled in for Noah Gregson, who uh, missed the race due to uh, what was said to be concussion-like symptoms after a hard hit at Gateway, or World Bowl. I'll still call it Gateway. Screw it. I've probably been saying half the episode now. Um, but he suffered um, concussion-like symptoms after losing a brake rotor in the last race. Um, hard hit for um, Gregson, but uh, this has kind of been how this season's going. Josh Berry, you know, getting a number of starts there in the Xfinity Series. Uh, we see Carson Hosevar. Uh, uh, Josh Berry making a lot of starts for Hendrick this year due to the injuries of Chase Elliott and um, Alex Bowman. We saw Jordan Taylor make his Cup Series debut um, in placement of Elliott at Circuit of the Americas. Then we saw Carson Hosevar make his debut um, filling in for Corey LaJoy when LaJoy was filling in for Elliott at last weekend at Gateway. And now this, now this continues um, with 
Grant Enfinger, who was, who was said to, 12 years ago, he was set to make his Cup Series debut. Um, granted, that never happened, but patience and a lot have proved themselves, but Grant made his Cup Series debut. Obviously, this is pretty uh, a pretty seamless transition as Grant drives for Maurice Gallagher's truck team, uh, which is kind of like a little um, under the umbrella of Legacy Motor Club. Uh, so it wasn't hard to go out and find a driver. Uh, but this was this is a great thing, great for Grant, um, who I, who I do pull for. I, I think he's a good driver. And he's, it's very deserved that he gets that ride. Uh, I know Corey LaJoy has even said that you know. If, if he were to ever get injured or something, that that's a that's a spot that Grant needs to fill in for him. Um, and it's pretty pretty high praise. Um, so I think that um, you know we're gonna we're gonna. It, it's great to see drivers like uh, Grant get make their Cup debut. Granted, it's under auspicious circumstances. The same thing with. Um, Jordan Taylor, same thing with Carson Hosevar. These guys are getting, they're making their their um, their cup debuts, um, you know, in, in not the best circumstances. I mean, Matt Crafton was around the truck series forever, ran in the Xfinity series, and he made his cup debut filling in for Kyle Busch uh, in the 2015 Daytona 500 when Busch broke his leg. So, I mean, this is, these guys are making these debuts, and, I mean, it's great, but at the same time, it, it's kind of a downer knowing that this, that this has been happening. Um, and finally, I do want to wrap this up um, with, with some big news, and that is that Bernie Ecclestone, the former head of Formula One, uh, is set to plead not guilty to multiple counts of fraud uh, for over hundreds of millions of dollars in the UK. Um, Ecclestone, who British authorities have said had stashed hundreds of million dollars in offshore Southeast uh, Asian accounts, not claim them on his taxes, and uh, he will, he has been indicted and will be, um, will go to trial. His claim is that they are in a trust under his children's names and that he does not have access to that. Um, Ecclestone, who is a longtime head of Formula One. Um, helped oversee it through its greatest days, through its kind of resurgence, uh, through its James, uh, from James Hunt and Nicky Lauda to, excuse me, through Ayrton Senna and Alan Prost and Nigel Mansell, all the way through to um, the dominating eras of Michael Schumacher and Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton. I mean, he's been around for it all. Um, and since 
Uh, F1 was sold to Liberty Media. Um, this is kind of a huge, kind of a huge thing now that this is going on. Uh, he's kind of had like this President Emeritus title over there at F1. But um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I appreciate everything that he has done for the sport of Formula One. But at the same time, I've never liked Bernie Ecclestone. Um, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and laugh about it and this and that. Ha ha. Uh, I've always felt Bernie is a little shady, a little slimy, a little slimeball-ish. Um, and, you know, not like a, uh, not like a Brian France way. Um, Brian France, well, we all have our opinions of Brian France, I'm sure. Um, a lot of all NASCAR fans, but I, I felt that Bernie was a little, a little, I guess a little shadier than Brian and kind of more like a Vince McMahon type role. Uh, if, if he didn't, if he didn't like you, you didn't play ball. Um, so, um, with that said, I mean, it, it, that story is pretty developing and and certainly is is going to be a worldwide story since F1 is um, the big worldwide thing um, in terms of motorsports. But anyway, uh, next week we have a week off on the NASCAR schedule. I don't think we have all racing off, but we got a week off. Um, I got something special planned for that. And I will see you next week. I'm Matt Ardman, and I'll see you at the track.